the story started in the Netherlands uh, about a decade ago. And there's a guy, Fook de Jong. He uh, went out to buy a suit and he was absolutely shocked by the price of a designer suit. Shocked. I mean, at the thought of spending three, four, five thousand dollars. Episode 184. I bought a $5,000 suit for $800 lessons from Suit Supply. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With 1.4 million listens and downloads and growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and you. USA Today, best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention, The Game Changers, leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason, great to be with you. Uh, great to be with you. If anybody could ever peek behind the curtains, they would have no idea of what a challenge it is for us to find times to be able to do these because you're always traveling and I'm always traveling and we're both out there and I mean, really occupied and really busy. And, but it just, uh, it, it's just, it's a very special time of my week, whenever we can find that time. I think we've done these things at five o'clock in the morning. I think we've done them late at night. I think we've done them from difficult places, but I just want you to know it's a, it's a real pleasure. I, I, I love your mind. I love your questions. And uh, so I always look forward to it. Thank you. And the feeling's the same. You know, it's interesting because you can always tell where a person's priorities are. They make time for something and we always make time for these conversations. We rarely, rarely miss a week. So, no, um, we missed last night. <laughs> oh, are we going to have to tell that story? Yeah, we got to tell that story. We got to tell the story. Oh, so, I, here I am in uh, California, and it was a Saturday evening at five o'clock. I'd probably rather be with my family. And my <laughs> mother had just arrived uh, for a visit from the Midwest in America to escape the cold. But I thought, you know what? I can do this for Dale. I mean, for Dale, anything's possible. So at 5 o'clock, I uh, dial in on Zoom. And if anybody's not using Zoom, it is far better than Skype. It's far more stable than Skype. And I'm sitting in an empty room. I'm going, Dale, Dale, where are you? Dale, where are you? Hello, Dale. Hello, Dale. And you can tell everybody else what happened. Uh, So Jason picks up his cell phone and dials Dale's cell phone. And uh, Dale, sitting at a very nice secluded table with his wife in a brand new Italian restaurant that they had just on the spur of the moment decided to go check while they were uh, out running errands, looks down at his cell phone and says, Jason, oh, and literally my wife said, you know, my forehead hit my hand. I said, I, I completely forgot. Well, and then I told you when you offered apologies and none were necessary about the time that I was flying from New Zealand to Australia for a, for a speech at a conference, and I got there a day late after my speech was supposed to be done, and they were so wonderful and accommodating, they uh, took the closer of the conference, put them in the front, and let me close the conference. So no harm, no foul. Uh, it gave me some time with the family. You you were accommodating up until we had to tell everybody the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a cuff on my desk. It says, I'm a storyteller. Anything you say or do, I mean, can be used. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I uh, I learned I, I'm always trying to break habits in myself. And my Saturdays after afternoon, I'll, I'll yep. work in the morning. And my Saturdays afternoon, I don't schedule. It's just right. it's family right. time and an 
And I had created a habit of not looking at a calendar for my, my Saturday afternoon through Sunday. So uh, another, another opportunity to grow. So yep. um, our title today is that you bought a $5,000 suit for $800. And it's a lesson that you learned from suit supply. I'm going to set this up and let folks know this is not a, an endorsement. We don't make you sit through five minutes of commercials. Uh, this is not a commercial. Nobody's paid Jason anything for this. But you've got a fascinating story behind buying a suit. Yeah, I do. So l- let me begin by saying, um, I, uh, uh, anybody who says they're humble probably isn't. So I'll, I'll refrain from using that word. Let's just say that I, I, I try to live as simply, uh, as I'm, as I'm possibly able, but I do spend a lot of my time of my life on stages in front of people. And so the one, uh, I want to look good. Uh, I, I think it's important to look good out of respect to your audience. And so over the years, I can't begin to tell you how many Brioni, Armani suits I've purchased. And, uh, you know, we're in a day-to-day where uh, uh, an Armani suit uh, or a Brioni suit uh, can easily cost four or $5,000. And so what I've laughingly always called them or referred to them as are my show clothes. And uh, they hang in one side of my closet. And what I wear every other day hangs in the other side of my closet. Uh, and so they are truly the show clothes. Well, anyway, about a year, year and a half ago, uh, I started reading about some disintermediation taking place in in men's retailing. And and I read about a couple of companies, and uh, one of them was Suit Supply. And there's a great story I'll tell you in a a moment. And so uh, I just uh, said, Siri, is there a Suit Supply near me? And she said, there's a Suit Supply in San Francisco on Maiden Lane at such and such an address. And I thought, you know what? I, uh, I have to go and visit this store. So uh, I had trouble finding the darn thing. Uh, Maiden Lane is this beautiful little alley. Uh, it's, it's actually an alley that, that connects parts of downtown and Union Square, the main part in San Francisco. And it's got very chichi shops in it. Uh, it's become a very trendy place over the years. And I'm walking up and down Maiden Lane looking to see suit supply. And I see this top name retailer and this top name retailer and this top name retailer, their storefronts. I can't find suit supply. Finally, I look up, I see a little sign suit supply. Well, to get there, and I think this becomes part of the story, you've actually got to walk up a flight of stairs to find them because they're not even at ground level. They're, they're on a second floor uh, uh, of this of this retail alley. And so I walked in and uh, bright, uh, airy, uh, immediately felt very good. Huge video screens with, with edgy uh, advertising showing their clothing. And uh, they've got a system. Uh, you're greeted by someone and then someone will turn you over to a tailor. And, uh, and so I end up with this tailor. And I told him I, I want to buy a suit. I want to try one of your suits. And, uh, so he said, well, you're wearing jeans and you've got casual shoes. And he said, you got a t-shirt and sweater on. That's not going to work. He said, so let me get you a white shirt. Let me get you a pair of dress shoes and some socks. So uh, I go in and I put the dress shirt on and I put the shoes on, you know, the big boy adult shoes. And, uh, and we had talked about what kind of fabrics I was interested in. And I was showing him a, a dark blue wool that I really, really liked. And so I put one on and... Uh, so he did some measurements, and uh, he said, you know what, uh, you're not going to be able to buy off the rack here uh, because you've got a very narrow waist, but uh, you've got a, a big chest and big arms, and so we're not going to be able to do something off the rack for you. <laughs> With modifications, we're going to have to uh, build a suit from scratch. 
And I, I'm thinking, ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. And I said, well, what would that cost? And he said, well, this fabric, this fine Italian wool, uh, that would cost you $800. And I, I, I said, what? Because in the past, buying four or $5,000 suits, you walk in, you pick the suit, guy measures the waist, takes it in, measures the length, and then one of my arms is a little bit longer, so it takes about a quarter of an inch off an arm, and the fitting is done in like, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute. Well, this fitting for an $800 suit took uh, longer than a fitting has ever taken. I bet that there must have been 20 or 25 measurements. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm standing there going, I'm loving this experience. I'm loving the time I'm spending. I normally don't like shopping, but I can't believe the care that they are taking on, on building this $800 uh, garment. And I said, well, how long is it going to take to get the suit? And he said, about a week. And uh, four days later, I got the email uh, that it was ready. And I went in, and again, you can't go in and pick it up. They want you to put it on unless, in case there's any last-minute adjustments. And so I, I really became curious about the story of how you can sell – oh, how you can sell the, this expensive, beautiful suit. And in fact, I've had, already had more compliments about this suit from men and women than any suit I've ever owned in my life. I mean, every place I go, people say, what a knockout, gorgeous suit. Where did you get it? And then I find myself having to tell the story. And so here is the story. Uh, the story started in the Netherlands uh, about a decade ago. And there's a guy, and listen to the way I pronounce his name, because I'm not saying what you think I might be saying, because uh, he's got a typically Dutch name, Fok de Jong. And he was 26 years old. And as the story goes, he uh, went out to buy a suit, wanted to buy a nice suit. And he was absolutely shocked by the price of a designer suit. Shocked. I mean, at the thought of spending three, four, five thousand dollars And so the challenge became for him, and he was an IT guy, the challenge for him was to see how much fat he could take out of the supply chain. I mean, where was the money going that could justify somebody charging four or five thousand dollars for a suit? And the deeper he dug, I mean, the more magic he unveiled. So he traveled to Italy to source beautiful Italian wools, beautiful Italian fabrics. And what he was able to negotiate and what he was able to buy it for, he said there's no justification, I mean, for a four or $5,000 suit. And then he came up with a system for measuring it online. This was online at first. And then he outsourced the tailoring to China. And he found, he basically discovered that if you're paying a four or $5,000 suit, you are paying two or $3,000 for the label. In other words, you're being hosed. You are being hosed if you pay four or $5,000 for a suit. So he started selling suits online out of his bedroom, made of these fine, incredible Italian fabrics and tailored in China. Then he began opening stores in very strategic locations, airports where people are, where a lot of men are traveling, uh, business centers, uh, and on the third or fourth floor above expensive locations. Uh, he just thought that he had to take all the money out of expensive street-side storefronts and go up on the second or third floor. Very, very edgy advertising. He caught a break. The uh, Dutch uh, Olympic teams hired him to design all the clothing for the Dutch Olympics, and all of a sudden, everybody else in Europe uh, wanted a piece of it. But now here's the big break. In 2012, the Wall Street Journal decided to conduct a test or a contest between a suit supply suit and a $5,000 Armani suit. And they brought in a panel of expert tailors to figure out which suit was better than the other. They removed the labels. And Dale, 
It was a dead tie. <laughs> it was a dead was tie. Master tailors couldn't tell the difference, couldn't say that one was better constructed or more well done than the other. A virtual tie between an $800 suit and a $5,000 suit. This company continues to, and they've got 100 uh, stores uh, around the world, including 50 in the United States. Uh, they do something, uh, where you, uh, the Garmenter, where you can order online, and the tailor comes to your house to make adjustments. I mean, no additional cost. And they've got this new one, and I'm going to try it. It's called the Box Office, where they do this interview, and you can do it online if you want, uh, or you can do it in person if you want in the stores. And then they'll have 10 people uh, who work there based on your price point and based on your styles and based on your colors and and based on the way you want to look. Uh, They have 10 people put together a box of clothes for you. It's called the box office and uh, anything you don't like, you can return and exchange. Uh, And now they have started something called Swiss studio for women. So they're going to bring the exact same model uh, in to women. And so I, I, you know, you can ask me some questions about it, but I I just love everything they've done. Uh, Number one, uh, when you walk in the stores, there is a system. There's a system. I mean, there's, uh, there's not a bunch of salespeople standing around talking with each other, looking like uh, they're going to be, uh, their nose is going to be out of place because they have to come in and wait on you. I mean, it's just, it's boom. They have a system for measuring. I mean, it's just, a, everything is systematized. It's all best practices. Uh, not spending money on expensive street side uh, accommodations for the stores, but being in the second or third floor or airports or business centers. Edgy advertising, continual reinvestment. I mean, everything that you and I have come to love about business. So, um, again, I, I will say it one more time. An $800 suit instead of a four or $5,000 suit. And I've had more compliments about this suit than any suit I've ever owned in my life. And I'm going back for a couple more. And even the experts can't tell the difference. And the experts. Master tailors cannot tell the difference between an Armani suit and a suit supply suit. You know, I'm thinking back to our conversation last week, how great leaders lead and the stories you told. And really, I mean, you took it inside of a business that saw it had to continually reinvent itself, disrupt yes. itself. And uh, if you're in, an, excuse me, if you're in this, if you're in an industry and you're an, if you're the Armani of your industry and you're sitting there fat and happy charging for the name of your brand, there right. is somebody that is sitting there and that is gearing up to eat your lunch, just, just rubbing their fingers supply. together, exactly. with a look in their eye saying, guess what? I'm going after this. When I think of how many Armani suits and Brioni suits I've purchased over the years, I don't know, 25 or 30, I suppose, over the years. Uh, I mean, it just it almost makes me physically ill. I, I, I wish that Fox de Jung had come along uh, many years earlier. So if, if you're a dude, I mean, if you're a guy, uh, there's 50 stores in the United States. I mean, you, you absolutely have to try it. I mean, the service, and now I have subsequently purchased other things. I, I purchased a top coat. I uh, purchased a beautiful pair of shoes, monk strap shoes, just gorgeous monk strap shoes. And again, I mean, one third of the price, uh, maybe a quarter of the price that you would pay someplace else. So one, when a shout out is earned and a shout out is deserved, I don't mind giving the shout out, but I mean, I think they're, they're doing some things that you need to go into the store and study. Powerful lesson. I can't wait to go find my suit supply store. 
Well, you're going to Boston this week. Try to find an hour to go to a suit. This is true. Awesome. All right. So any final thoughts for us? Anything, any other observations out on the road? Yeah, I do. Uh, Well, this one is actually not from the road. Um, You know that I took off um, from about December 18th of last year until June, uh, January 2nd. So I was off for about 14 days. And uh, it wasn't only for the holiday. I wanted it to be a time of discernment for me. And I wanted to do some heavy thinking. And normally I'm going here and going there and doing this and doing that. And I don't have time for discernment. I don't have time for just being alone with my thoughts. I try to do it 15 minutes every morning, uh, but sometimes you need an extended period of time. And so one day um, during, that, during that break, I sat down and, and normally I go to work on a plan for the next year. And, you know, I want to do this many speeches. This is what I need to be doing with a book. I mean, and, and I, I lay out my plan with my key performance indicators. And, uh, and, and then that becomes my operating plan for the year. And I decided uh, there were a couple of things that were uh, popping up in terms of requests and proposals and things coming to my attention. And I thought, you know what? instead of getting into a plan, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to spend a day. And it's not a full-time day. I, I was probably in my, in my office for an hour or two, and I was in the gym thinking about it. I think I took a long hike that day. But I was thinking about now, what are the opportunities that I have ahead of me? Not necessarily going to be able to take advantage of all of them, but what opportunities do I really have? And let's do it that way instead. And I started making a list of, of, of opportunities. And uh, it was a company in India that wanted me to do a couple of podcasts. It was somebody that wants me to do a book with them that's, that's actually already written, but they want to have my name on it. Uh, it was the possibility of, of doing a two-day teaching thing in China if I wanted to put all the work into coming up with a proposal. And I just, for the first time in my life, I, I just had all the opportunities listed in front of me, and then I had to start making choices. And so in, in all of what we're all so busy all the time, we're all so occupied. I mean, we're all I'm almost bouncing off the wall trying to get everything done. Uh, but it was great to make a list of opportunities. And I bet everybody listening, uh, if they could take an hour or two over a weekend and just make a list of opportunities, I bet they would be amazed at the number of opportunities they actually have available to them. I don't think that anybody ever needs to be stuck in a rut. And so begin by making a list of all of your opportunities. It is a mind shift perspective change. Perfect. Exactly what we need on a regular basis. Okay, buddy. Hey, I, 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 I love being with you. Uh, and uh, even a day late, hopefully I didn't come a dollar short. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's always a great conversation and uh, you can hear the most up-to-date conversation, the podcast episode, when you subscribe to The Game Changers. Easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast player, subscribe. If there is a topic you would love to hear Jason cover at some point, drop him an email, the address jason at jason-jennings.com. Jason would love to hear 
from you and always responds. Are you up to up to date on the email responses? Uh, am I up to date? I'm just peering down. I've got about 334 uh, unanswered emails in my inbox, but I'll tell you what, I've got a couple of days off the road this week. So within a couple of days, I'll be up to scratch. Listen, I get to everybody. I get to everybody. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason-jennings.com. This is the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.